0: Hello, good morning, everybody. My name is Luis Mata, a freshman attending the School of Business at UNT Dallas. And today I will be doing a podcast episode on my experiences regarding this 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. And as you all know, this pandemic has really affected our lives daily, changing how we do things. And and in most cases, showing the, the true kindness of people. You know how people treat healthcare heroes, uh, grocery workers, first responders, and uh, that kindness. And it really just shows how people are handling this pandemic across the state and across the country. And um, I'll be answering a couple questions. You know to share my experiences and to share what how I've been handling this and going through it in, or, in order to move forward in life, because, you know, we can sit here and, you know, let life go on and, and complain about how, I guess, it, we can't do some of the things we want to do, but at the end of, at the, end of the day, we have to understand that this is for our safety, and, you know, this is to keep us, your family, everybody you know safe, and to prevent this pandemic really from getting worse because it can get worse the minute we go out and you know we we stop doing the safe uh practices so the first question regarding this episode is when do you start taking this pandemic seriously um i started taking this pandemic seriously back in march it was actually that week we were on spring break. And I'm guessing it was that Friday, March thirteenth. And I had went to Sam's Club. And at the Sam's Club, at the time people were panic panic buying. And there were just long lines. You know, long lines, lines to get in the store. And then once you got inside the store, it was just the lines were long all the way to the back of the store. And you know, people standing in line for water. You know, toilet paper, you know, it just made me realize, you know, I'm, I'm guessing this thing is, is really what it, is really going to get worse. But at the time, I just went to the store as a normal, you know, busy. Because at the time, I thought, you know, I don't think this is going to get worse. There's no need to be, you know, panic buying. But once I got in, I, I realized, that, okay, you know, I'm guessing this thing is serious. You know, people are buying stuff, you know, stores are shutting down. Um, all these famous places were closing down early that week, shutting down stores. And that's what made me realize, you know, I, I, I'm guessing i guessing we're looking at a serious thing. And that's when I started lo- taking it seriously. Um, yeah, so honestly, I would say that when I went to the store and seeing how people were buying stuff, panic buying and seeing how. All the other stores, you know, malls, places, movie theaters and all that were shutting down. That same week earlier, announcing that they were closing their stores for an indefinite amount of time. That's what made me realize that this was a serious thing. And actually, the week after spring break, when I went back to the school, before they announced that they were closing down, I saw the school was empty. Um, it was empty. Nobody. There was very few people at the time. It was only the staff administration. And that's also what made me realize, okay, we're looking at serious things. Honestly, I would say me going to the store and then going to the school the following week is what made me realize that we were looking at a serious problem and to take this serious. Now to answer the next question, how has the pandemic affected you or your family economically? Well, I would say I've been blessed and my family has been blessed. And you know we are thankful for God and everything he has provided. And the reason I say that is because my dad he still, you know, he still has a job. He works at a construction company. So he's classified as essential. So he's still working, you know, taking the necessary safety precautions. Um and myself for me that that's not that's not the same. You know, a week later which was Friday, March 20th. You know, I got a call from the corporate office at the store that I work at. I work at the, um, with the loss prevention department at Ross. And I got a call from the corporate office letting me know that they were closing down that store and all stores across the country for two weeks, two weeks until April 3rd. And then, uh, those two weeks had passed and, and then received another call that they were closing down for an indefinite amount of time. And that's where we at right now, you know, close down, been closed down really since March 20th. Um, so it, it really just, you know, it, it affected me uh, financially like that. But luckily I had a rainy day fund, a rainy day fund, and um, I'm just trying to, you know, survive and making it through. You know, they're still giving me unemployment benefits, but, uh, you know, we're just trying to make it through because we still got, you know, uh, bills to pay, uh, school to handle. And that's really the priority right now, you know, just making sure we, we, are, we are able to uh, survive, able to do the necessary things, pay bills, and uh, really just handle our priorities right now manage the money because you know who knows how after all this passes you know the real economical damage will be seen and it's going to make people realize some things that they haven't realized in the past before it's going to make people change how you know really how they budget but for me to, to really sum up that question i would say my family has really not been impacted Economically, because my dad's still working at a construction company and myself, you know, I've been out of work since March 20th. So I would say we, we just try to make it through and really overcome the challenge and the obstacles along the way just to move forward in life. And uh, the next question, do you know anybody that got COVID-19 or got tested? To answer that question. Unfortunately, uh, no. Uh, I don't know anybody that has received COVID 19 or gotten COVID 19. Um, I would say, me and my family, especially my mom, she was the one that, before all this really got worse, you know, was the one that made, made sure that we were uh, doing the necessary precautions, you know, doing everything safe and make sure we were staying on top of our game, because she she said this famous phrase in Spanish, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure most of you all have heard this phrase at some point in your life, which goes, Más vale prevenir que lamentar. And in English, meaning, prevention is better than regret, which is a famous saying that really warns that it is always prefer, preferable to take the necessary precautions to avoid an unpleasant or an undesirable situation than to live it. And that's what my mom, you know, likes to do. She likes to prevent than to, uh, you know, face the situation. So I'm guessing with that, with all those necessary precautions that she made us took, you know, we've been fortunate enough to say that nobody in my family has COVID-19 or demonstrated any of the COVID-19 symptoms, and I feel grateful for it because you see it on the news that this virus is is real serious. You know, people are dying, losing their lives, and you know, to hear the stories online on on the news about the people that had the virus and what they they were suffering and what they went through, it just it shows that it's better to be safe than sorry. Um, at the end of the day, you never know when you go to the grocery store. You know, you go shop, and you never know who's there that that can have the virus, and all of a sudden, you might go into that sh- grocery store. You know, you get. Sick and it gets worse and worse. So I've been fortunate enough to say. That no nobody. That I know has the virus. Or has gotten tested for the virus. Because they haven't demonstrated any symptoms. For COVID-19. So the next question. How has this pandemic affected your school work? I would say this pandemic affected the schoolwork Not much really in a way. Because at the end of the day. You know, school is still going on, school is still happening, and we still got business to handle. The only difference that really made it for me was I never took online classes in my life. So for me, it was a new transition to online learning, you know, and getting to know how online school works, online learning works. But one of the things I learned and realized is it's almost the same as. In school learning, the only difference is that you're doing it behind a computer and you know and not face to face in a classroom. That's the only difference. You know, you know, work is still has to be done and school is still happening, still going on. But in regards to the school work and the amount of it I have received, it's really just been the same. You know, it hasn't been a lot of work. Most of the professors have been understanding and they haven't been assigning us a lot of work you know, one or two assignments every week for each class. Some of them, you know, they gave us two weeks to complete the assignments. So, and especially, you know, being at home on this quarantine, it really, you know, doesn't give an excuse for me to not be able to complete. You know, I'm guessing there is no excuse for me to not be able to handle my business and really get the grades that I want this semester. So I've been able to So to sum it up. I've been able to just keep doing the schoolwork, you know, staying on top of my game and making sure I, I handle my business on time and submitting the work on time. Now, for the next question, how well do you think your professors dealt with this pandemic situation in connection to your classes? I would say my professors deal with the pandemic situation very well and the reason i say that is because you know they they posted announcements and they kept us informed uh kept us informed gave us timelines were you know very clear on on their on the expectations for the rest of the semester they were very clear especially my you know an example would be my history teacher he the minute the school made the decision, he he went on campus, posted an announcement, set expectations, set timelines. So, you know, I, I, also my English teacher, Dr. Tinajero, you know, he, he's been on point. He, he's been po- posting announcements, you know, keeping us informed. And, and really, just all, all, all the professors I have have been dealing with this pandemic uh, very well in regards to our classes. And I appreciate that, you know, and, and I'm grateful for that because I heard stories from other people, friends and all that, that, that 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 it's not going very well for them, you know, that their professors are doing the opposite, you know, not giving them information, not posting announcements, not giving them deadlines. You know, just, they they said it's just, they, they really having a difficult time. But for me, fortunately, I've been able, we've been able to, uh, work together to, you know, do what we have to do and get it done and continue moving forward to end the semester well. And I am thankful for that. And in regards to, you know, changes to the syllabus, if they made changes to the syllabus, they communicated to the class one or two weeks in advance, which was very nice because that way we knew if we were doing something different that week or a different assignment we we knew one or two weeks in advance in order you know to give us a hint an idea and really prepare ourselves for what was coming in the future during doing the course now for the next question how well do you think the college dealt with this pandemic situation are there good things the school did to help students and are there things the school court had done better? Well, to answer the first question, I think the college, UNT Dallas, dealt with this uh, pandemic situation is I think they dealt with it very well. You know, they shut down the school, if I remember correctly, on March 20th, which I think was the day County Judge Clay Jenkins signed the first, you know, stay at home order. So that was the the day they shut down the campus. And really, since that day, they haven't opened. And they don't plan to reopen soon Cause, because they're not having any in person classes for the summer, rather, online classes. And they don't plan to reopen soon. And the campus has really been communicated, communicative of all announcements, messages, any new information. You know, they like to send the daily latest COVID 19 updates in the email that I get every day. Sometimes I'll send it at three, four, or five. But at least, you know, they communicate information, you know. Any changes, they they communicated through that email, and I th- I think it's really good that they you know dealing with this situation, in my opinion, very well. Because otherwise, they they could have handled it a whole different way, you know. But they chose to handle it professionally, accordingly, and making sure that. And it was in the best of interest to keep everybody safe, students, faculty, staff, administration. And I think they they have been able to handle it very well. And to answer the second question, the good things the school did to help students. I'll say one of the uh, good things the school did to help students was they made sure that everybody, including us and faculty and staff, had the necessary resources To be able to either work from home, uh, do online learning from home, and keeping everybody informed. I think those three things. They made sure we had the necessary resources. You know, there were students that had hotspots. And they went through a process and they received uh, hotspots for those students that didn't have internet access at home or that they didn't have a laptop at home, they were also assisted in a way to where they will be able to receive a laptop or internet access in order to handle their schoolwork and their course load. You know, same thing for faculty. You know, they were given resources to to make sure that they were able to provide online instruction for the classes they had. Also, I think another thing that they did to help students... Was it with the residence hall? Even though they. You know made them leave the residence hall. Later that week. Late that week in March. I think the last week in March. They made them leave the residence hall. And sent them to. uh, Hotels. I just think. Because that correlates with the things. That the school should have done better. So I just think they could have done that better. And the reason is. I think when they It was the day they made that um, town hall that Tuesday, when they made a the town hall, it was that same day they just went out and gave them the notice, you know, to leave the residence hall within a certain time period, and that, that they want to send them to hotels. I just think it, you know that could have been handled better, I guess, correctly, but at the end of the day. At the time, the virus was getting worse and worse. So I'm guessing they had to, you know, move faster and speed up the process. And I guess that's the reason why they speed it up and really make sure everybody left back to the, their homes or for the students that ain't had a, nowhere to go, sent them to a hotel. And the reason why I say it could have been handled better is because I think it was that lack of communication between them between the uh, resident students and, and, and the campus. It was a lack of communication that really was part of confusion in some of them. Some of them were confused, anxious, nervous. You know, they knew what was going on. I just think communication with, with that situation, you know, could have been handled better. Another thing that, sc- that uh, school could have done better This, I would say, finding ways to keep the students engaged, you know, for the people. Because, you know, there's people that are in clubs, organizations, and they really haven't, I guess, providing them guidance on how to keep them. Even though, you know, they've done some things over the semester, I just think they could have worked together to keep them more engaged, to have kept them more engaged. Throughout the semester, you know, some organizations were doing things, but they wouldn't get as much student participation. I guess because of the lack of engagement. So I just think they should have worked better the school and the campus organizations to come up with creative ways to keep them engaged. That's just my opinion. And one last thing, also, that I think they did really well was, uh, you know, career services. They hosted a lot of important information sessions. Somewhere I learned new information. You know how, to, um, new information, and they did very well. I, I, you know, career services at the school did very well, hosting information. You know, posting jobs and everything. So I think they they really they did very well and stepped up their game. And I can I congratulate them for that. UNT Dallas, that the career services team, for what they did throughout the semester, and to answer the last question: Fifty years from now, what do you think you'll remember about this pandemic, and will tell people about? Well, fifty years from now, and that is a long time. We'll be looking probably around the year twenty seventy in the twenty seven. I think most, 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 most. And foremost, the first thing I'll tell people, I guess, will be my children, you know, about this pandemic and what I went through, how people dealt with it, how people were behaving, you know, the type of things that brought the country together and the type of things that separated the country. You know, I guess I'm guessing it will be the first group of people that I'll tell Because I'm not going to be asking questions because this might be in the history books, you know, because economists are saying that the economy might be worse than the 2008 recession or that September 11th, you know, attacks. It might be worse than that, the economy, especially with unemployment numbers. So I'm guessing it'll be the first group of people that I will tell my children and I would tell them that at the time, you know, living during that pandemic, it was different, you know. It was different with all stay-at-home orders, social distancing guidelines. It just felt different living in that time. And it, in some cases, it made you question how to move forward in life. You know, what, what are you going to change in life? Because this pandemic will change the way we hang out with people eventually. It's going to change the way we, we interact with people because people will be accustomed to the six-feet distancing now that they've been accustomed to it for six weeks so it's, it's going to be I guess, I'm i guessing it's going to be a hard habit to break for some people because you get accustomed to a certain thing for you know such a period of time you get used to it and it's hard to break the habit so that'll be one of the first group of people that I tell my children and I'll just tell them what I remember which is they was different living at that in that time it was different going to the grocery store you know you couldn't hang out with friends at, at the movie theater, at, at you know it, it's just it was different. But ultimately, you know we overcame the We overcame the challenges, and that's what made us move forward in life and be um, where we were, Hopefully, in the year twenty seventy. Now, what I would tell people about if they would ask me questions about, you know, how was it like living back then? I would tell them it was different. Your freedom was different. You know, this it, if you are going to the grocery store right now in a different way than we were 50 years ago, you know, it, it's different. And I would just tell them, really, all I can the, the best way I can say to describe the whole pandemic is this pandemic ultimately will bring new benefits than it created challenges. That's what I would tell people. And it brought new benefits and challenges. Because by that time, we'll have, you know, the coronavirus vaccine or a cure by that time. Well, definitely by that time and people may have changed the way like i said that they interact hang out with people and that's that's just what it is that's what i would tell people and so to sum up to sum up this episode i'll just encourage people you know to continue overcoming any challenges or obstacles along the way and continue moving forward in life because that is all we can do. Just continue moving forward. You know, eventually we will will let this thing behind and this will be a thing from the past. Even though, you know, you all cannot go to graduations and go with friends, go to the mall with the people you know You know, aquatic centers, spray grounds, all these people things, you know, myself included, want to do throughout the summer. We probably won't be able to do them. But at the end of the day, it's for our safety and security. You know, as you all have known, people have lost their lives due to this virus. And you just to listen to some of the stories that those families are sharing on the news online to encourage people to keep practicing social distancing keep being safe taking the necessary safety you know measures I just encourage you all to keep doing it myself included because at the end of the day you know we do not want to lose a family member a friend or somebody we know to COVID-19 as a lack Of not being safe. And even though. Our state. And our country. Is opening back up. You know please be wise. Make smart decisions. Smart choices for you. Your friends and your family. You don't have to. Go out. You know, if you choose to stay in and still be safe, I encourage you. You know, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. At the end of the day, I just encourage you all to make the decisions with safety in mind and just keep being safe. And with that being said, I'd like to thank uh, Dr. Tina Heddle for a good uh, semester. You know, I enjoyed being in your class. I, I learned a lot of things. You know, you opened up a different perspective for me to hip-hop music and rap music in, re- in regards to how, you know, it affects society both in a positive and negative way. And just opening up my eyes to To realizing that hip hop and rap music, you know, connected to literature, and I thank you for that, and I and I appreciate that. And um, all I can say is I enjoy going to your class, and I keep up the good work, and thank you. Thank you for making this semester go well, and ending in a positive note. And to everybody else. Thank you. I enjoy being in the class. Met some new people and. Um, all I can say is. Good luck to everybody. Hope everybody ends the semester very well on a positive note. Gets the grades that they want. And stay safe and healthy and let's keep moving forward in life with a positive note so with that being said, good luck in the future I'll I'll see most of you all back on campus, hopefully in the fall good luck in the future and uh, good luck in your future endeavors Thank you for listening. Once again, my name is Luis Martha. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Have a good day. And I hope you enjoy listening.